There are 7.5 billion people on the planet. You have at least one, if not many, things that you know that other people don't. And other people may want to know that. And if you decide that's your passion, which you're really going to need to get through it and grow the channel, then just go do it. So just stick with it, man. Just be persistent. Just have fun with it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Golden Hour Podcast, brought to you by the Polar Pro Studio. I'm your host, Dave Mays, and today's guest is Kevin from the YouTube channel, The Basic Filmmaker. Kevin is anything but basic, though his name comes from the fact that the way he teaches and educates is basic in that you or anyone can learn and grow from watching his content. With well over 100,000 subscribers on YouTube and an active community of people willing to learn more about filmmaking and audio production, Kevin has been able to carve out his own niche of content that is not only educational, but also extremely entertaining. Before we get started, make sure to subscribe to the Golden Hour Podcast in your podcast player of choice. And if you're on an iOS device, please consider leaving us a rating or review in Apple Podcasts. All right, without any further ado, let's listen in on my conversation with Kevin. So we connected over Twitter uh, via a mutual friend of ours. I don't remember who it was, but he, I forgot his name. Some guy. <laughs> Let's see. Dave, Post Color Gear. Um, oh, yeah. Dave. Dave Andre. Yeah. 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 He's great. And um, he just, I, I posted a tweet. I was like, hey, I need some, some fresh guests on the show. And he said, hey, my buddy Kevin, uh, the basic filmmaker, would be a great candidate. And uh, sure enough, you were willing to be on, worked with my schedule, and here we are today. Thank you so much for uh, your patience. I think this has been a month uh, in the works, but here we are. <laughs> awesome. And hopefully at the end of this, you don't realize that Dave actually trolled you into doing this interview with me. <laughs> <laughs> That's hysterical. <laughs> So here we are, uh, as of the recording of this, you've got well over a hundred thousand subscribers. Um, mm -hmm. you've been on the platform for, it looks like a couple of years. I mean, gosh, it's been, some of your most popular videos are five, six years ago. That's How right. long have you been on the platform on YouTube? Mm, eight years. Eight years. And what brought you to the, to that platform to begin with? In a nutshell, um, I used to do. And still did, um, you know, like I would do corporate video shoots, I would do commercials, I would do fundraising properties, um, and I had a like really good career, really well-paying career, and made a lot of money by being able to do commercials and stuff, and coming in to help fix people with their problems and be well-paid for it. As long and my my shtick was, I don't need a single ounce of credit. I'll NDA you. You just take all the credit, you do whatever, I'll help you finish. And it was nice because they could call me in when things were going bad. And I would both administratively and technically arrange things and get things done. That's what I became known for. I didn't mean to get into that niche. And then about eight years ago, I went, you know, maybe I should check out this YouTube thing. I follow a, followed a few people initially when I first got onto YouTube, um, a guy named Dave Knopp. Uh, Nop Top, a frugal filmmaker. I think it was, I think I started looking at Film Riot, Indie Mogul, of course. I thought, you know, I've been behind that camera my entire life. I'm going to come out in front of the camera 
and start a YouTube channel mainly to just give some tips and tricks, mainly to create videos for people I was working with so I didn't have to explain myself over and over and over and over. Um, how hard can it be? <laughs> so I, I stepped out from behind the camera and I went, okay, I need, I'm, I'm, I, I finally figured out what I'm going to do. I'm going to go over the basics, just the basics. Like when all else fails, look for the basics. Um, and I'm just going to give some tips and tricks and stuff like that. I'm going to come out behind the camera. And like, I think every other YouTuber bar a few people who are probably way more awesome than me. My first videos sucked. They were terrible. I was trying to act. Um, I was not being myself. I wasn't good at being in front of the, like there were all sorts of things. Plus I added into that. I'm going to use, it's the basic filmmaker channel. I'm going to use the same thing other people would use. So I got like a Canon 600 D and some crappy little lens and some crappy little mic. That's what people use. That's what I'm going to do. These things are awful. They're cringy. They're terrible. Um, and I didn't really care. And I still leave them up there to that day. Like when I get cocky, I just go to my channel, sort by oldest, watch a few and go, <laughs> okay, you don't know everything. Anyway, the channel evolved. I didn't know it was going to happen. And the channel evolved. It was more of a Here's videos for other people, especially people I was working with, you know, dude, like great shot. You just see, you just wasted a ton of time because you didn't set the white balance in the camera for the shot. Go watch this video. It was more of a training exercise for these people. And the channel started blowing up. And then about a year ago, uh, no, it was five years ago. I went, wow, this is, this is getting really popular. Um, the basics. And I decided to create an online university, Basic Filmmaker University, where I offer free and some paid courses uh, longer in depth so people don't have to go searching around everywhere. I have a free course. It's a monitors course. It goes through everything about monitors and it just gets their wits wrapped around. If you were going to go out and buy a monitor, these are the things that you would look for in a good monitor. That started blowing up. Um, and then it was last October, September, somewhere in that time frame, I got with my wife and I said, hey, uh, the university's doing great. The YouTube channel's doing great. I am ultra passionate about helping other people. I love to help people. I've spent, there are times when I've spent an entire week just sitting there on Zoom calls with YouTubers that aren't paying me anything just to help because I love helping people. And if I were independent and wealthy, that's all I would do. So this was all blowing up. And I went to my wife. The kids aren't home anymore. And she has a, a good paying job. You know, we're sitting here at this income level. And I said, look, I'm really passionate about doing this. I would love to just do that. And she was like, go for it been working all your life been traveling all over been helping other like go for it so you know our income level is going to go like that she was like it's cool we'll deal with it and then build it up slowly and then i don't have to travel and so i think it was october november ish time frame i canceled everything canceled jobs canceled clients canceled other people's universities and corporate stuff i was just canceled it all and just jumped in with both feet and went, 
what the hell? I'll give myself a year till this year, December, to get myself at least up into a range financially that I was doing before. And uh, she was like, cool, go for it. So I did that. Reached a uh, little over 100,000 subscribers in January. Um, of course, then the whole COVID thing hit and we were all supposed to stay at home. I was like, that's what I do. I already stay at home. No big deal for me. And I've just been working it around while I have my wife in the background helping me keep my focus. And my focus is and has always been create, help other people, and the money will follow. And the minute you put the money up here first, you fail. And that, that's been my philosophy, and it's the same thing. Like I'll start looking at stats, and I'll start looking at analytics, and COVID hit, and views are down, but ad revenue is up, and I'm trying to figure it out. And she's like, hey, look, just stop it. Just go do what you love. Just go help other people. Make your two videos a week. Make your courses. Deal. And here we are now, and there's my story. <laughs> that's amazing. Well, so that fascinating that was i mean so basically in the last year you're saying is when you <clears throat> really went serious hardcore into it was it just a year ago when you november quit uh everything you know cancel everything november everything was settled everything was done and over wow. uh yeah i'd say november i'd say beginning of december but generally november and then beginning of december i went okay here i am what are the let's uh, do this thing yeah what are the chances <laughs> that you would choose to do that, you know, right before obviously this pandemic where, like you said, you're stuck indoors. I mean, what a blessing, right? To have already yeah. have a little bit of that um, foundation in place so that you're not scrambling uh, when it happened. Obviously, yeah, I experienced lower views as well. A couple of brand deals fell through as well. Um, but for the most part, things are back to normal now in terms of, you know, views and sponsors, uh, at least in my, you know, at least for me. So it's, yeah, I mean, it just sucks that there's so many freelance filmmakers out there. Uh, a lot of my friends who are wedding shooters, they're completely out of work, you know, for a whole, mm -hmm. for a whole year, at least, um, that entire wedding industry is at a halt. Um, yeah, I mean, we're extremely fortunate and I don't, you know, take that for granted that we have work right now during all this. It's crazy. Yeah, I, uh, I, my heart goes out to the people that got financially and job hit on this in so many ways. Like when this first thing happened, I just, you know, I looked around, I thought, gosh, what about stewardesses? And what about you know, uh, waitresses and waiters and restaurants and, you know, thing, things I didn't even think about that. You know, mm. what about people who do house cleaning? Mm. And people are like, no, you're not coming to my house. My heart really went out to them. Although <laughs> my heart really goes out to those people and not to be a, that person. On the other hand, I've seen other people in those industries really rise to the occasion. Mm -hmm. And they really realized it isn't business as usual and I need to wait for something to happen. A fact. I need to like 10x what I'm doing. And I've seen all sorts of really, really creative things by by people. Like um, 
you know, like a cleaning woman who goes, okay, I'm going to continue to clean your house, but here's what we're going to do. We're going to set up a day when you leave the house and I'm going to come in and clean and disinfect for you. Oh, nice. Yeah. She's doing very well. A yoga instructors, they, they closed down this whole yoga shop and one was like, uh, you know, I don't know what we're going to do and everything else. Whereas these other yoga instructors went to heck with that. I'm going to continue to deliver you service. I'm going to do these things live with you. Um, and they're flourishing and prospering. Um, mm -hmm. The same with some of these, uh, like I know a wedding videographer. She was hit hard. And she brilliantly decided to come up with a solution where, <clears throat> pardon me, where she went out and figured out how to go into a small size wedding that they were handling. And they were also very careful with, you know, who was there. It was very small weddings and she would set up cameras and then she would remotely stay away with a mask on and live stream these to all the people for the wedding. Mm. And she also opened up a whole new avenue, which is kind of morbid, but um, people who couldn't make it to uh, services when someone departs. And she would film those so other people who couldn't make it to the service. So she's doing really well. I was like, wow, wow. that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of yeah. just – you got to get creative and, and um, think outside the box like you said. And, uh, you know, what's happening with TV and film right now is a lot of it is obviously – it, this pandemic is showing the future, which is streaming and, uh, you know, movie theaters in general may not be mm -hmm. what they ever were. Uh, they already weren't performing like they used to, you know, 20, 30 years ago. Um, anyways, yep. you know, it's basically just become a, uh, as uh, Scorsese calls it, a theme park where you just go see Marvel <laughs> movies that are just these uh, <laughs> spectacles to watch, you know. <laughs> Versus, yeah. you know, 20 That's years right. ago, you could go see a, a rom-com and, a, you know, a fun little movie that was fairly low budget at the movie theater and they, and there'd be people there watching it. But now it's like you got to have a blockbuster just to fill the seats up. But Totally. And, and I've heard, I, I don't know if this is true, I haven't verified it itself. I've heard, which makes sense, that drive-ins are making a huge comeback. Of course. Of, yeah, of course, yeah. That's cool. I've heard that. I've heard that too. Uh, I actually heard a, um, a musician who was doing a drive-in uh, tour. He was doing uh, music at drive-in theaters, and everybody can tune into the radio and hear him play live. Uh, I think that's a pretty cool idea too. So... I. We'll I find it fascinating that or people, and, and it's always been this way. Well, I say it's always been this way, like, you know, like I was alive 600 years ago. But it <laughs> seems to be always been this way where there are people, when something happens like this, there are people who will just go, crap, I think I don't know what I'm going to do, and I'm just going to sit back and see what happens, which I understand. I've been there and done that. But then there are people who are like, which is my philosophy. I can't say I always do this. When something bad happens or something like this happens, you don't need to withdraw and sit. You need to like two and five and 10 X your efforts to overcome yeah. the situation in the world. And the people who do that, they're actually doing well. Um, there are some who can't, I mean, let's, let's 10 X our Hollywood production and get everybody together. Oh, never mind. Yeah, exactly. you know, like that sucks, dude. <laughs> but I mean, if I were a sound, I I would be coming up with ideas. If I were like a, 
a boom op or I were a sound audio guy or something like that, I'd be during this pandemic, I'd be busting my butt to create some sort of training area or paid courses or something to bring some cash in where I could entice people over based upon my creds to make some money. That's like solution based thinking versus yeah, I'll just be the effect of it. So that's my opinion. And I hope that everybody listening now didn't die listening to me <laughs> ramble on about this. <laughs> <laughs> so before, before your YouTube channel journey, you mentioned, you know, your, your past, how many years have you been involved in the film and uh, video industry as a whole? I mean, did you just straight out of college, get straight into it or what? Off and on for about 30 years. Wow. Um, I did not go to film school. I was really fortunate. I was dabbling in like wanting to do something artistic, um, something creative all my life. You know, I, I've, I've played in groups. I've recorded music, none of which you've ever heard, which is probably good. Um, <laughs> Cause it wasn't that great. Um, I traveled around the U S playing, you know, prog rock, which wasn't popular oh, at the time. Heck yeah. Um, Some dream you know, I did go here. to, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh. do you know, um, let's see, uh, Mike, well, Mike Portnoy is a family friend of ours actually. <laughs> oh man. What a drummer. Yeah. And, uh, do you know who Neil Morse is by chance? Uh, yeah. My dad toured with him and, um, is his background singer. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. That's really cool. These are some of my heroes. I yeah. mean, these guys, I just, I look at what dream theater did for prog rock and brought it up kind of into the hard rock yet mm -hmm. slashy rock yet metal kind of. Yeah. I watch these guys and I just hats off to you, man, for bringing that, that genre up into the limelight. Yeah. My... yeah I did music. I did got an engineering degree. Um, oh. I, I don't usually go over this because I did all this stuff at the same time and everybody's like, what? <laughs> um, I learned, I learned how to do software programming. I worked on projects for doing video editing and programming those and designing those and robotics and stuff like that. But I was always in, in some way in the film camera shooting industry. Um, and somehow I don't know. Like I said, there were a lot of other people who just really like for nothing, just helped me, helped me understand things, helped mm -hmm. me get, get work. And somehow I don't even know how I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not any smarter than I don't think that most people, but somehow I was able to look and see things that weren't working and correct them. And somehow I bubbled up and got a name for, oh my gosh, we got six weeks to have this thing done. We don't know what to do. Everything's going to hell and back <laughs> and uh, excuse the language. And, uh, so we're going to call Kevin in and have him fix it. And I would go in and again, go to the basics and pull out all the complexities and, and get it on budget and on time. And somehow I got a name for doing that. I, it's awesome. not like I planned it, <laughs> 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 but again, uh, last year I just had enough. I like traveling. Yeah. I'm glad I got out of it now in retrospect, I would have been in a bad way. Um, at least financially. Um, but I just got, out. I was tired of traveling yeah. I was tired of not being home. I was tired of working for other people. And now I'm on my own boss. Yeah. 
I uh, it's a it's a real struggle to be self motivated when you really don't, especially for as a YouTuber in air quotes, doing this by yourself. You mm-hmm. know, I can kind of do it whenever I want. I know in my head it can maybe take me two to three hours to do a shoot, maybe a couple hours to edit. So I could probably do a whole video in a day or like two days. And if I only mm-hmm. have to do one a week, then I could spread that out over a week and kind of be lazy all week if I want to. So like I really have to struggle to, uh, you know, be self-motivated. And for me, the thing that's helped the most is having community of other creators, whether that's on Twitter um, or just having, obviously, conversations like this uh, with this podcast. I've been real blessed to be able to interview so many great creators, and that inspires me uh, every week. But um, I personally have a friend named Jevin Dovey. He's a YouTuber. And, uh, oh, we, yeah, Jevin. Yeah, we call each other uh, every morning, actually. I, this is the first time I'm revealing this. Uh, but we call each other every morning just to kind of keep each other sharp and just be like, Hey, what are you doing today? You know, well, I noticed you haven't posted a video in two weeks. What's going on? You're being a lazy butt, you know? Um, so (laughs) just kind of having like YouTube accountability, you know, (laughs) has been really helpful for me. Um, is there anything that, that you do? I mean, it sounds like your wife may be that for you. Do you have like somebody in your life or, or a a method that keeps you kind of motivated (laughs) To keep she, you from being a lazy bum? She leaves me alone unless she sees me wavering off into analytics or wavering off into looking at the money or anything like that. She's like, it's not why you're doing this. Yeah. You're doing this because you love doing it. That's great. And if you do that, you're not going to love doing it. I mean, I, I don't know. The, That's a healthy. A million people. That's really healthy. It is. Yeah. It is. Um, a million people are probably going to hate me for saying this. <laughs> I wish we had a million but, listeners. That'd be. I hope we do. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. Of course you are. It's you and me. <laughs> Who doesn't want to listen to this? <laughs> Come on. Why listen to Joe when you can listen to us, right? That's right. Um, I don't have a problem with being energized. I don't have a problem with having ideas. I don't run into this. I, I, I like... I start spitting acid when I hear, I see all the tweets like creator burnout. I just want to slap people upside the head, not literally, <laughs> figuratively. Sure. Just in case anybody decides to attack me for my, you know, animalistic <laughs> tendencies on the podcast. <laughs> um, I don't have a problem with that. I get up every morning and I have, I have too many ideas and too many things I want to do and too many things I want to shoot and too many reviews I want to do and too much advice I want to put out. I like get out of bed in the morning and I wake up energized because <laughs> the purpose of what I'm doing is to help people, not to make money, not to be famous. I like I even don't want any fame. I like if I could do this and not have zero fame and nobody knew who I was, I'd be totally happy with that. But I get up in the morning, I'm like, woohoo! And I sit down and I go through my list, like, here's all the stuff I'm gonna get done, here's the stuff <laughs> I wanna do. And I, I have like this notepad with pages, I don't have it here, pages and pages and pages of stuff I wanna do today. Mm. Um, but because I love helping people, because I like doing this, I don't do this creator burnout thing. Mm-hmm. I don't do this. Like when I see a post where someone goes, I don't know what video to do next, I ran out of ideas, I'm like, what? How could you run out of ideas? I could make a video a day 
for the next 20 years easily. And because I love this is what I'm doing. I've wanted to do something like this my entire life. So I don't get it. I mean, I also think crater burnout has a lot to do with this is a personal opinion, has a lot to do with um, drinking. I'm not against drinking. (laughs) I'm just saying if I go out and I like chug down, you know, a bottle of, you know, Jack the night before, you're going to wake up in the morning and be like, I don't have any ideas. Well, of course you don't. Mm. Uh, Drugs, uh, not getting up out of your chair and at least walking outside and looking at the world and getting out of this 16 by 9 space that you get sucked into. Uh, Just eating well, whatever that is for you. People have different definitions of that. For me, it's vegetables, hamburgers, and steak. Mm. Um, You know, not drinking too much (laughs) coffee. Guilty. Uh-huh. Uh, not drinking enough water. Like all these little things you would normally do. I don't have a problem with creative burnout. I have a problem with running out of ideas. Um, my, my biggest problem is I wish I had 48 hours in the day. But I also know if we put 48 hours in a day, I would fill it up and wish we had, you know, 88 hours in a day. <laughs> anyway, that, yeah, that's exactly. my little statement. I, 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 don't, I don't suffer from that. Um, I wake up every day and I'm just... My biggest problem is I get into social media and I look up and it's like four hours later. I'm like, ah, (laughs) yeah, I think the burnout can be caused by, by social media. Uh, the comparison game is toxic when you start comparing yourself to others. Um, Mm -hmm. there's always, no matter what level you get to, there's always someone better, faster, stronger, more wealthy, more successful, more views. Um, and even, even if you were to rise to the top, it's still never going to be enough. You can't be satisfied with material things. It's relationships. Mm. It's, um, you know, it's rest, um, overall physical health. All those things combined make you a successful and, and happy person. So, you know, it sounds like you, you have balance in your life. If you don't have any balance, you're not spending any time with friends. Uh, you don't have family close by. You're not taking care of your body. You're putting crap in your body and you're shooting and editing all day long, every single day, then yeah, you're going to burn out. (laughs) So it's all about that balance, right? Yeah, I don't, I mean, I have this rule that I adopted (laughs) decades ago, which if I consider my life, my house where I live, Mm -hmm. I don't want anybody in who's, I don't want to use an expletive here, but who isn't cool. Like I don't invite people into my house to tell me how terrible thing everything is. Mm-hmm. I don't invite people into my house to tell me whether I did a good job or not and critique my work. I don't invite people into my house. Um, it's like you, the, the, especially new YouTubers until they, you know, you got to have a shell. You got to build up the shell around you. You don't have to build up a shell. What you do is it's like this, right? You probably can't see this if you're listening to the podcast. But if you put your hands together and you press against each of them, it, there's a, it's like there's pressure and there's a stop. And here comes the bad person. Here you are and everything else. If I just go like this and let it go through. Mm-hmm. Who cares? It's like somebody knocking at your door right now, opening it up and going, yeah, I just should tell you that you're sure SM7B microphone that you're uh, using, Dave. You know, you should actually use some other shotgun microphone and get it out of there. You it's, you close the door and go, <laughs> who the hell was that? <laughs> so I, 
I've learned I just don't care and not that I don't I love people and I care about people or not. But I've made a lot of decisions to where like if somebody was if I was a friend with somebody and they came in my house and they were talking, you know, well, you know, you're sure you're you and your wife are doing well. Well, don't you I mean, don't you get why? What do you mean you don't get in fights? I mean, like, you know, are you sure your marriage? I would say, thank you. Please put your glass of wine or whatever down and leave. Mm. I would kick them out of my life. And that's a hard thing to do. <laughs> but I found now I'm surrounded by like you, I'm surrounded by creators all over YouTube who are awesome people to work with, mm -hmm. to talk with, to get on the phone with like you with Jevin. I do the same thing via email with a guy named Andre, yeah. with a Dave, with Curtis, with a number of people. Um, they're good people and they're always trying to build you up instead of tearing you down. Yeah. I don't let people into my life. I don't let the comments affect me. I don't let the knowledgeable people who don't know crap to come in and tell me what to do. I don't let I don't let anybody throw barbs at me and when they do they're just they're just they go right through me cuz I don't care. You don't if you're going to throw barbs at me, your opinion is useless. That's that's kind of how I live my life. That's kind of how I survived on YouTube and I had to learn it on YouTube cuz as you know from other creators you know, I talked to a guy who's like got a ton of subscribers and a ton of viewers. And I, I was talking to him on the phone and, and something tweaked him, something pulled a string. And he was really ticked off and really upset about this comment that was made toward him. Mm. And, I, and I just had a it's good to have that relationship so that you can talk it out. I just had to say, dude. Who cares? <laughs> if I'm walking down the street and somebody looks at me and says, well, you know, you got gray hair and, you know, you got this beard on, I'd be like, <laughs> really? <laughs> that, that's a tough one to practice. Anyway, I didn't mean to get on that little thing. I just, it, it no. pains me to see people, artists, musicians, and painters, and mm. podcasters, and YouTubers. It pains me to see them accept in some way, shape, or form and react to something that is negative toward them. They're creators. Yeah. I mean, the world didn't become the way it did by people who complain. It came the way it did, at least the good parts, because people created stuff. There you go. There was my long. Well, you've got you've, you've got a video that you posted uh, this month called "Creators and Haters: YouTube Comments in 2020," <laughs> and uh, I mean you're kind of touching on some of it here, I guess, right? I mean, what yeah. what were some of the topics? that you wanted to cover in that video and what prompted you to make the video in the first place? The reason why I made that video was twofold, um, which may surprise some people. I wasn't lashing out going, I'm getting all this and I want to handle it. Um, one was I saw on social media um, and had been talking to some creators and they kept getting dinged. I mean, some creators we know, and I'm not going to mention their names here, were like, wow, I got this comment, and like, what the heck? And, ooh, this person attacked my credibility or my morality, or I'm a woman, and this person put up some really nasty sexual remark, or this or that, and they were like a ton. All of a sudden, it was over a, like a month or a month and a half. Mm -hmm. Maybe I just started noticing them. I was like, this is crazy. So what prompted me to make that video is to for these other creators to say, just lighten up. You don't care. 
the 20 percent I made mm. that figure up the 20 percent of all of society gets all the news and makes all the noise and makes everybody look bad. That's the game they're playing. The 80% like you and me, we're trying to create, raise families, make money, survive. Mm -hmm. We don't make all the noise, so we don't get all the news. So just ignore it. Just keep creating your best response to haters and everything else. Like the best response is someone who attacks you and you're like, uh, the best response you could do, at least as a video creator, is just make another freaking video. <laughs> so I did that for them uh -huh. because it, it drives the those nutty people nuts and they go away. I made it for them and I also made it because now my new response to any weird comment, hate comment or anything else is nothing but I paste a link to that video in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I, I'd encourage anybody uh, who's listening to go check that out. We'll put a link uh, to this video in the show notes of the podcast. Um, yeah. Great watch. Plus it, was, yeah. plus it was fun to do. It's really entertaining. Thanks. Yeah. There's a lot of comedy in here, obviously. That's one of the things that, uh, that stands out with, with your style is your sense of humor. And I, I love that. I can relate to it. Um, I try my hardest to, you know, put in as much comedy as I can. Mm -hmm. It's not really that I'm trying hard. It's more just how, I am naturally, and I assume that that's the case. Having this conversation with you, it seems like that's true for you too. You're just kind of being yourself. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely, I definitely have a sense of humor. It's not, I'm not everybody's cup of tea. Yeah, you put Don't that. Don't care. I'm you, not trying to be. You put yeah. that in the in the description too. I love that. You say yes. Uh, my comedy may not be your sense of or your your cup of tea, but I don't care. <laughs> I don't. Um, yeah. You know, trying to be everything to everyone is is a is a dwindling spiral to the hell of self criticism and everything else. Yeah, I I am who I am. Uh, I make the videos that I make, and if you like them, and you like to watch them, great. And if you don't, <laughs> then great. Welcome welcome to the earth. I don't like everything everybody does. Um, other people like that and don't. It's like. That, that's kind of the deal. It's called living life on planet Earth. I don't like shrimp. Other people do. Um, <laughs> I like steak. Other people don't. I like coffee. People like tea. It doesn't matter, right? Yeah, so I kind of have that attitude where I have this sense of humor. I was raised in a family with an intense, great sense of humor. I live in a family now that has just this great sense of humor. Um, and if somebody doesn't like it, fine. In fact little secret, um, someone who does not have a sense of humor, I mean like they absolutely have no sense of humor and they reject senses of humor, I actually don't trust them. I don't like them. They're, they're not welcome in my house, which is fine, <laughs> which is okay. Absolutely. Know? That's what's so great about YouTube. And uh, one of the reasons why I was drawn to it three years ago when I started was I found myself banging my head against the wall as a director pitching these uh, these treatments that I was pouring a lot of, of my time into mm. a lot of comedy, a lot of kind of quirky stuff in it. And they'd be like, this is great. Let's do it. But cut this thing out, cut this out. You know, this is a little too edgy. People might not think that's funny. And I was just like, so you just want me to make this really stale, boring thing. Okay, fine. Um, and so for me, the YouTube channel was just an outlet to be as quirky and ridiculous as possible. Uh, mm -hmm. just to kind of get it out. And then over time it's turned into, it's like the thing that's so great about YouTube is if you like 
that person, you subscribe and you become a, a watcher of their content. If you don't, you click off. You never watch them ever again. Totally fine. <laughs> so yeah, uh, you you gather your own community of people that have a like minded interest and um, you know, obviously like minded comedy sense, I guess. Um, so you still get haters in the comments. Yeah. That's why you made that video, which is smart. <laughs> yeah. so. And and I don't care. You know, I I actually. Like in that video, as I mentioned, sometimes I'm bored, not bored as in I have nothing to do. I'm like, ah, oh, I'll play. And sometimes I'll just play with them, mm-hmm. back and forth play with them until they realize <laughs> they're being trolled back. Yeah. Um, that actually I, helps I with engagement because so, <laughs> you get more it, comments. <laughs> it helps with engagement. You know, look at that. I got 30 comments back and forth. I got good engagement. Yeah, I just don't – I just don't – I don't mean – you know, I really – I cannot express this enough. I really care about people. I really care about humanity. Mm-hmm. I have certain viewpoints on the world and people mm-hmm. um, that I probably shouldn't get into. Now, get into it here. Okay, you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Here's my viewpoint. <laughs> if you're religious and you believe in a god or you believe in gods mm-hmm. or you're not or you're somewhere in between or maybe you think, you know, we're all DNA and we're not composed of anything spiritual, and we just all crawled out of the mud, and we're just all a bunch of whatever, molecular whatever, and we all spawned out and grew up into apes and everything else, or something in between. If you boil all that down, no matter what you believe, that kind of means everybody on this planet is basically a brother or a sister. That's right. So quit treating your family like crap, please. <laughs> That's right. I love that. That's such a great... I should That's tweet that. That's my viewpoint. I love it, it. It, it's humanity. I mean, again, 80% of the... I have nothing against China, Russia, Portugal, California, <laughs> uh, North Korea, South Korea, because I know 80% of those people are just trying to do one thing. They're trying to create things. They're trying to raise families. They're trying to have children. They're trying to survive. They're trying to do better for their next generation. That's 80% of the populace mm. who you never hear about. And which makes me proud yeah. of humanity. It's the 20% who makes all the noise. That's the 20%. <laughs> like when you start a YouTube channel, that's the 20% you just ignore because they make all the noise. They, they're trying to make you think everyone thinks this. It's not. They're, you know, you're driving a, a cop car to go save some kid who's choking in his house and some little uh, yep, yep, yep dog comes up and, and then you stop and open the door. To handle the yapping dog? I don't think so. This is a thing with me. This is a thing with me. And the th- reason why it's a thing with me, because I have seen so many other creators and YouTubers, especially when they're first starting out, stop or get so upset or fail. And mm-hmm. there's no reason for it. It's like wanting to be a, I don't know, it's like wanting to be a rocket scientist and then all you do is watch shows or watch media channels that tell you how terrible rocket scientists are and how rocket scientists are terrible and how you'll never be a rocket scientist. Why would you listen to that? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Anyway, there's my little ranty when thing. You, yeah, everybody <laughs> needs to just turn off the, the crap, get, get around people that you love, people that you respect, and, uh, you know, yeah, with social distancing and masks, of course. Um <laughs> Can we go on a guitar Shit. tangent? Because I didn't know you were a player, and I uh, I just bought 
My birth, my thirtieth birthday is in two weeks. I saw that, and I just got a. Uh, this is an Epiphone Les Paul. I saw it, but it's it's made by. Uh, okay, yeah, I think you saw my tweet, and then I also got an EVH uh, Wolfgang. Oh, sweet! The uh, it's a Mango Burst. It's pretty sweet. The pickups nice. on it are super hot, though. I I like the P ninety uh, Les Paul better. It sounds a lot better. It's got a thick fifties neck on it, and it just sounds amazing. Um, Sweet. Do you? Uh, I I see you got a Jackson back there. You got a, a bass. Yep. What What do you got going on in the guitar world? <laughs> I got a uh, six string classical over there. I got uh-huh. a Yamaha six string steel guitar. I got um, a Yamaha bass, and then I have a Jackson six string electric, which is basically a rip. And then sitting behind me, way over here, is an electronic Lesis drum set. Nice. I wanted real drums, but yeah. you know, I I think, uh, you know, and my wife she works really hard and she goes to bed at <laughs> nine ten at night. And I start banging on those drums. Yeah, I could build a sound booth. Blah blah blah. No, um, yeah. That's that's kind of my thing. It's the bass. The bass is my main instrument. I've played bass oh, okay. forever and ever and ever. Um, again, I was into the whole prog thing. Um. And I played it forever. They hang on the wall, and the reason why they're hanging on the wall, they have nothing to do with filmmaking, is because they stare me in the face, and they keep saying, just keep don't playing us, and those <laughs> little fingertips are just going to get nice and soft. Yep. <laughs> and, and then I pick it up, and I start playing a little bit, and I'm like, ow, that really hurts. It's a reminder of me to... For me doing this filmmaking channel and everything else, I would do it 24 hours a day. But that's a whole different thing. Yeah. That's a musical thing. And I love to play. I just it's a reminder to me, like, to do something else other than this, because I love it so much. I need something to pull me away and just do something else. So that's that's what all the musical equipment is about. Well, I completely relate to that. That's totally where I'm at, too. I I don't intend to make guitar playing any aspect of my career in terms of making money it, it kind of has to stay as a hobby for me and uh i used to play mm-hmm. when i was a, a teenager i stopped when i was about 16 or 17 years old and i just now kind of rediscovered i was i kind of had this in this thought in my mind that like once you move on to something else you can't go back and now i'm realizing oh i can mm-hmm. 15 years later go back and pick up the guitar why not that's right <laughs> so that's uh right. so yeah I, I bought these two guitars i've just been practicing scales that's all i've been doing it probably yeah. drive, driving my wife crazy and trying to figure out yeah. some licks and uh you know my my first solo that i want to learn is the beat it solo that eddie van halen plays in uh, michael jackson's song beat it mm-hmm. i love that song that uh solo that's, so a, much. that's a rough solo dude i know <laughs> i know i know i know that's a rough solo i mean it sounds like, like wow <laughs> well yeah there's a lot of uh, harmonics and the dive bombing and stuff all that 80s floyd rose stuff but um that's why i got the evh machine it's been amazing to see what technology has happened in the music space with uh the amp uh simulations and stuff like that i had no idea that that was even a thing yeah me neither i started (laughs) looking back into it maybe a year ago which is how i ended up with this stuff and i was like wow i'm way out of it one of the videos that 
that I really love of yours is the top, is it 25 voiceover tips or something like that? It's, it's, it's oh, a, yeah. a voiceover video. And one thing that really stood out to me when I watched it was um, how you, you make a point to stand up when you're shooting your mm-hmm. videos. Can you kind of elaborate on that for our listeners? Absolutely. I, especially when doing uh, voiceovers and stuff like that, um, what happens is, you know, your air is going into your lungs and into your embouchure below and coming back out. And when you sit, you restrict that. So then you start teaching yourself to breathe and to talk from either your throat or your chest area because it's restricted. And when you stand up, not only now you can teach yourself to breathe in deeper and talk more from the diaphragm area, which is where all the goodness comes from. (laughs) Um, That was a terrible voice. Um, But you train yourself to do that first. Then later on, when you sit down, you'll have trained your body into being able to do that. It keeps your breathing going. Um, you know, people do voiceovers and they get tired or they like get spaced out or they don't it's like takes too long. And a lot of that is not standing up plus standing up when you're, especially when you're doing voiceovers, you should animate yourself. Like Mm -hmm. if you're going to talk and do a voice that's like, you know, Oh, well, hi, I'm an alligator and that's how I am. I mean, if you anime, it's going to sound better and it's going to come through. Hello, I'm yeah. an alligator. <laughs> I'm going to eat you. <laughs> right? It just it allows you to be more animated and it keeps blood flowing and everything else. And of yeah. course, you know, if you don't get a lot of blood and oxygen to your brain, then you get kind of stupid. <laughs> so it just helps yeah. all that work. That's my now, problem. after you've been doing it for a while, sure, sitting in a chair, um, you get used to it. But I'll 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 do stand up in my main studio all the time. It's the same thing with um, I do videos off the cuff. I do videos from notes and I do videos using a teleprompter. Why? Because I want to be able to do all three legitimately from a situation where I have to have or need a teleprompter. I'm good. If I have to do it off the cuff, I'm good. Yeah. If I have notes, I'm good. And that way I'm practiced enough between all these things, not because I need any of those things. I just, I have those three skill sets. So if I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to all of a sudden, somebody sits me down and wants me to do a video off the cuff. I'm good. That's me though. I I, I don't like to depend on now I need a teleprompter or Mm -hmm. somebody throws a teleprompter up. I'm like, okay, no, thank you for (laughs) having me on the show. Right. Uh, That's just me. I think you should practice yeah. It's everything. Like practice everything. Practice standing, practice sitting, practice humming, practice singing, practice <laughs> using your voice high and low, practice uh-huh. having a mic in your face, practice having a mic above you. Wow. I think you should practice everything and and have those skills to pull out of your bag when you need them instead of trying to figure it out. That's totally. just my opinion. Wow. Yeah, I totally agree. Absolutely. Um, I'm the same way. I, I love using a teleprompter for a lot of those technical videos where, uh, you know, <laughs> this is the new CMOS sensor that's 24.1 megapixel from Sony. It's the third iteration, blah, blah, blah. You know, like all that stuff. I, I can remember that, but only like line by line when I'm looking at a sheet of paper. So, yeah. um, but I do love the kind of off the cuff aspect of 
just having some bullet points and just, okay, I'm going to talk about my experience using this camera and, you know, that's all I have put there. So, uh, you know, whatever. So it's, it's good for everybody. Do you have a performing background though, before you ever started YouTube? Did, did you do drama or, you know, acting no, or just anything? Music. music? No, cool. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> just music playing in front of crowds. I've also done some speaking in front of crowds and cool. <clears throat> stuff like that, but not enough. It's kind of the same thing. You know, mm -hmm. you play in front of crowds it's just a thing. And then you, you don't do it for three months. You get back up and you're like, what is this? Like, I'm what, what is this? Oh, I'm nervous. What the heck is that? Right. Yeah. Same with speaking in front of crowds. And I guess the same getting in front of camera. I have no acting background. As I mentioned earlier, I thought it'd be easy to start a YouTube channel, just get in front of the camera and act. That was my first mistake. Just be, just be yourself, and if nobody likes it, then nobody likes it. Because if you do act, or you mm -hmm. do pretend an energy level, or you do pretend something, if that's what people get used to, you're going to have to do that forever, and it's you're going to hate it, and you're not going <laughs> to like your own videos, my opinion. So you, do you edit and shoot everything yourself? Just me. There's no helpers. There's no somebody else does my editing or thumbnails or like it's only me. Wow. That's it. That's crazy. It's, yeah. It's a lot of work, man. <laughs> but again, I do this full time now. I do this full time now. Yeah. And kudos to other people. I don't have, you know, I have a wife, a wife who works. So I have all day long. I don't have kids running around. I don't have dogs. I don't have all these other, not distractions in a bad way, but all these other things. So I can devote my time to doing that, that. Um, without uh, having all that other stuff, if I had, you know, a three-year-old and a five-year-old running around, uh, there, there's no way I could do. There's no way I could do this. I don't know how people that do it. I don't know how people do it with kids and jobs. I don't know how they do it. So to uh, to wrap this great conversation up, Mr. Kevin, I would like you to share your kind of wisdom, your your everything in a nutshell on, you know, somebody wants to start YouTube, start their journey. Maybe they have a freelance filmmaking background and they can relate to your story that you've shared today. They want to get on YouTube and do what you're doing. What What's your kind of words of advice that you would give to that type of person? I would tell them a number of things. One, don't get discouraged. Two, if work is a four-letter word for you, don't do it. Three, if you don't generally like people, don't do it. If you do like those things, work, patience, persistence, uh, never give up, uh, keep going, and don't listen to anybody else. Y your best counselor is yourself. Don't listen to anybody else. Nobody's you. By the way, let me just interject this one thing. There are 7.5 billion people on the planet. You have at least one, if not many, things that you know that other people don't. And other people may want to know that and do want to know that. I don't care if it's putting a horse, horse on tack or sweeping floors or repairing cars or how to do dishes or tips and tricks or raising dogs. You know something that there's a bunch of other people don't know. And if you decide that's your passion, which you're really going to need to get through it and grow the channel, then just go do it. Just stick with it. Just keep doing it. And realize those 7.5 people, billion people, it takes time for them to find you. But once they do, 
you'll get more and more and more. There's not a single person on planet Earth that doesn't have at least 10 or 20 things they know how to do. That 7.5 billion or some subsector of that do know how to do that they want to learn from you i did this math once i took the i forget what the math was but it was like this if you took all for me all the english speaking people in the entire world and you relate that to a small town i live in a small town of thirty thousand people now if i only knew three people and i only talked to three people i never had communication coming to me from three people and i never gave communication to people three people that's ridiculous that doesn't happen that same percentage and all the English-speaking people in the world would give you over 150,000 viewers and watchers. That same percentage. So just stick with it, man. Just be persistent. Just have fun with it. That, that would be my advice. Just go for it. That was perfect. <laughs> Can't agree more. Go find Kevin anywhere on the internet at The Basic Filmmaker. Are you on Instagram? I don't see your... Do you have Instagram? You have Twitter. Yeah, Instagram... YouTube, Instagram at Basic Filmmaker, Twitter at Basic Filmmaker, Facebook at Basic Filmmaker. I'm even on. I I post videos to like Tumblr and stuff, but whatever. <laughs> Nobody goes there. You're anymore. you're a great uh, uh, yeah, tweeter just... though. I think if you really want to get the full picture, go to Twitter and follow you there because you're very active that's, on Twitter. That's where I. Same that's here. That's where I hang out. Hey, thank you, thank you so much, Dave, for having me on. I really like, really appreciate it. I hope you guys enjoyed my conversation with Kevin from the YouTube channel, The Basic Filmmaker. I have listed all of Kevin's links in the show notes below, so please check that out and make sure to tell Kevin you heard him on the Golden Hour Podcast. By the way, my first video review is live on the Indie Mogul YouTube channel. By the way, my first video review is live now on the Indie Mogul YouTube channel. It's about the brand new Red Komodo camera. So make sure to go watch it and follow my YouTube journey on Indie Mogul. Once again, I'm your host, Dave Mays. This is the Golden Hour Podcast brought to you by the Polar Pro Studio. And we will see you next week. Bye.